a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, we follow our podcast. If you subscribe at PeteThePlanner.com or iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. It's our 200th episode, so it's a 200 episode celebration. We have a special guest. If you're listening on the radio... I don't know, it's like my eighth year on radio. No celebration for you, but we you still get the gift. The gift is the one guest on this program that I've wanted for eight years and has said no to me. She often does, and she joins me now on the show. Her name is Sarah Dunn. She happens to be my lawfully wedded wife. Is that what you say it? I think so. You're my wife. Hello, it's my <laughs> wife, Mrs. Planner, everybody. Hi, Peter. <laughs> oh, that's weird how you said that. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing my life in your I, life. Well, I think I do every day share my life. But So here's what we're going to do on the show. We're going to do a, a few different things. Uh, a few years ago, I wrote a blog post called the, How to Have the Perfect Money Conversation with Your Spouse. Okay? Okay. So uh, I like to think we have a nice financial relationship. Uh, you, Your thoughts? You don't have to agree so. with me. I think so. You never do, but do you have... Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to run through it. Okay. And you're going to answer honestly. Uh, these questions, and it's how I deal with money. Okay. Okay? And then, uh, in the second segment, uh, the user are users. Listeners, I'm nervous. Can you tell, Nicole, how nervous I am? Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything to you. I'm a little nervous. Okay. Dream guest. Uh, it's like our first date. I was very not nervous. nervous. I'm very smooth. Uh, it's the second segment we're going to, uh, listeners have submitted questions for you. Okay, they, okay. they have questions for you. Yes. Third segment, we're going to do a little peep pourri. We're going to email uh, back. We're going to go to the email bag and answer some uh, questions from listeners. All right. I am nervous. <laughs> I don't know. I why. make you nervous. You do make me nervous. <laughs> uh, we should point, at this, uh, point out, last weekend, uh, you got 93rd in the Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C. out of ladies. Out of ladies, yes. That's very impressive. Thank you. How was it being around all those real men, the Marines? You know, <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> a little different experience. A little for different you. experience. Yeah, because they were like, man. they're like men. Yeah, they seem manly. like manly. All right, so you can find this blog post. It's called uh, "How to Have the Perfect Money Conversation with Your Spouse." You can find it at PeteThePlanner.com. Uh, and I would like you to go through this. The whole point of this is to try to get on the same page. We were raised by different people. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. But our families, both lovely families, they just do things differently. Yeah. Money, true. relationships, everything, all aspects, right? Right. So that's to suggest that there's no reason for you and I to naturally get along in terms of money. True. Most couples. Like, you're, you're, it's different. So you're not naturally predisposed to get along. And so I think these 10 questions we're going to work on uh, help people open up the lines of communication. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. First one, here we go. It says on the post we should open a bottle of wine. I could go have some, I could go get some, or we could do some bourbon. You don't like bourbon. I'm, I'm not a fan of the bourbon. We could have some. I'm not a fan of the bourbon. Can I you, ply you with beverages? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. If you want some, you're welcome. To I don't need it. I'm not nervous. Okay. If you're just joining us on the show, in-studio guest, Mrs. Planer on the 200th episode of the podcast. Very excited. Question number one. Is there something I'm currently, is there something I'm currently doing 
in our financial life, in relation to our financial life, <clears throat> that stresses you out? No, I don't think so. I mean, have I ever though? I mean, I am sure I have. Um, you probably have at times before. Like, what would I do? What's stressful? The whole um, I got it thing is has got to yeah. be a little stressful. That's a little right. You obviously have a lot more knowledge in the financial world in our financial life than I do. So sometimes, I guess, me not understanding or not knowing you know, where our various investments are or things like that. That can be stressful at times, but. Yeah, I, I think an interesting point there too is, uh, let's all just assume for a second, that I really know what the heck I'm doing. Okay, like seriously, let's just, that, let's just assume it. It might not be true, but let's just assume it. If my spouse still feels in the dark with things and, and, and still feels uncertain, uh, uncertain about things, then if you're not me, it's pretty natural that your spouse is gonna feel uncomfortable if you leave them in the dark or just say, I got it, right? Right. The assumption could be made that if anyone gots it, it's me, because this is what I do. And so I'm okay with the fact that in the past that you've definitely felt uh, that way. I think we've gotten better with that though. I think so. I think it's also the, the we've been married for 17 years. So I yeah, think we, I've matured a little bit. You're the same. <laughs> I have matured. It's a long time. Nicole, I am nervous. <laughs> I love how you keep bringing it up. I know. I, well, I'm, just, I'm, I, I'm very transparent. Okay, number two. What's my most annoying financial habit? Um, well, I would say, I don't know if it's annoying or not, but you're definitely the spender sure, in the relationship. Yeah. And this might come up in a, a subsequent question. But anyway, when you, when you choose to spend money, mm you'll go all in mm -hmm. on something, okay. whether that be your newest fishing uh, It's a fun hobby, time. You've been very tolerant of the clothing fishing. or what have you. And you will spend more money than I would. Yeah. And you will feel comfortable with that, yeah. whereas I will feel guilty or sure. you know, things like that. So, okay. yeah. If you're just joining us, the perfect money conversation to have with your significant other, and my significant other is here. Very excited. Number three, okay. what am I good at when it comes to money? Hopefully you don't say spending it, okay? <laughs> what, what am I good at? I'm looking for a little it. praise here. Uh, you are good at, well, obviously because of your career, you're good at answering my questions. Okay. So when I have a question, a financial question, about why why we do what we do, or you know, what is, I heard this in the news, what yeah. is this? How does that affect us? You're good at answering those we questions. We had one the other day. You asked me something. It was a I great did. question. Um, and I don't remember what I don't it was either, now. Either. And maybe it'll and come it also, back to us. It's also important to point out, a lot of the things that we come up with as a company here, uh, me and my coworkers, are born out of your brain because you ask something or you say, why isn't it this way? And then I overthink things all the time because I'm in it. And so we come here and then we, we deconstruct what you've said and it becomes a process here. So whether you know that or not, you've basically written all of the things that we've done. Okay, number four, do you worry about money? Occasionally. Okay. Occasionally. Yeah, talk, let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about that. Um, I, well, I think the worry for money probably stems back to the answer from question one. It's when I don't have a a, or when I have a lack of knowledge about what's going on or when, or like during tax season or something oh, like that. That's a, that's a stressful time. So yeah. though, that might be where the, the worries crop up for me. 
Okay, number five. Okay. Do you think we were in a better financial position 12 months ago? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. No, maybe, uh, maybe the same. I don't, I don't know. I, so, how to answer so, that one. so no, the answer is no. Okay. Yeah. Do you think we're trending toward being in a better financial position 12 months from now? Yes, I do. Yeah. You know, we, we uh, you need a new car probably in the next 18 to yes. 24 months. And so we started saving towards that. So by the nature of saving so aggressively towards that goal, I think that alone probably puts us in that position. But I'll say, I was running our health, you're, you're now in the midst of a family meeting, everybody well, listening and watching at home. I was running our health insurance premiums today. The quote I got today, our health insurance premium, this is the first that you know of this, by okay. the way. Okay. We'd go up 62%. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nice reaction. That's not oh, what you would say if we were. No, no. Yeah, this is the this oh is the uh, radio version. What is this? Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, health insurance. That's a that's a very stressful area absolutely. for me too. If you want to talk about financial stress. Uh, if we could wave a magic wand and eliminate one expense, uh, what would it be? And do we really need a magic wand to eliminate that expense? And don't say health insurance because we can't. Yeah, although I would if I could. Um, is there an expense that we have that? You know what? Our one that is like the the satellite TV, yeah. like cable TV. We don't even really watch it. That it much. is so expensive for what we use it for. Totally agree. And I w wish that we would take the time to figure out better options. Why don't there. we do that? I'll, let's okay. do that this weekend. Okay. I will do that. I because we used to watch. I used to watch NFL Sunday Ticket, and that was like why we had satellite. Right. But then I sort of stopped caring about men tackling each other so much. Sure. <laughs> um, do you mind if I answer the same questions as they relate to you? Feel free. I'm this is your to. show. No, I'm not going this to do your, it. But that's what you're show. supposed to do next. I'm just not going to do it because it's my show. Um, and then, so then the final questions before we go to break would be, uh, what is the first step we need to do in order to create some positive momentum towards addressing some of the concerns we just discussed? So we had to figure out our health insurance thing. I mean, because here, here's the thing, we have a very fortunately, we're a very healthy family, despite the fact of what I look like. Uh, we're very healthy, but we've now been canceled three years in a row because of the nature of healthcare in our country. Right. That's so frustrating. It is frustrating. So there's that. Uh, so in the next week, we, we need to set a, a first action step. So this weekend, let's begin to figure out the direct TV thing. And, and let's, we've, we've sort of talked about it. Like, do you go to like that Hulu Plus or like, what do you do? Right. Or something else. Or, then we have to write down the shows that like, I think a good to, step. What yeah. shows do you miss? Like Walking Dead. like a chart system. We've got to have a chart. Make a spreadsheet. A spreadsheet this weekend. Um, yes. This was great, uh, but we should not celebrate this with a dinner out because it spends his money. And finally, it says, hug aggressively and see what happens. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, I don't know. sorry, I'm just asking. Okay, let's go to a break. Uh, coming up after the break, the uh, listener-submitted questions to Mrs. Planner. All right. I'm so excited. Million Dollar Plan, the best episode that we've ever had here on the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Stop what you're doing. Log on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner.
never question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Back on the Million Dollar Plan, the Mrs. Planner edition. If you're a longtime listener to the show, you're as excited as I am. That's right, my wife, my lovely, lovely wife, Mrs. Planner, Sarah Marie Dunn, joins us now. Marathoner extraordinaire. <laughs> Hi, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. I've asked for years. You have, and I've turned you down for years. And I really, <laughs> which actually gets to some of these questions of like, our listeners want to know all sorts of things about you and us, and one of them really revolves around like, how did I propose? Well, not that we're going to go into that story, but you did say no. I did, in, in sort of a way, say no to you. You were like, I, what are you doing? I said, what are you doing? Yeah, which is sort of a no. <laughs> and then I told you to get up. And then we got married, so it worked <laughs> and, out well. Yeah. All right, so uh, people have submitted questions on social media and email for you. Uh, so we're just going to go through some of these questions. All right. And then uh, let's see where this goes. Uh, Michael, Michael wants to know, what is bad about me, Pete, when it comes to money? We sort of covered that in the first segment, but... What is bad about me? It's just uh, I, I get carried away when I like something and then I... Right. You're When you like something, you're all in yeah. with it. I feel like I've held back a little bit with fishing or no? A little bit, I think. But also You've I think the expenses with fishing aren't as much as maybe other things. It's a good like, midlife crisis. Yeah. I mean, it's better than like I'm going to go buy a car sure. crisis or a motorcycle or something like that. But yeah, you're all in when you're when you like something. Like you. It's true. <laughs> Chris asks, Chris Love, oddly enough. Oh. It's, it seems like a segue, but it's not. Uh, how do you put up with Peter? I have no idea. I'm on uh, the road a lot. Yeah, you're gone. There. You're gone quite a bit. How, that's so. hard. So, I mean, maybe, does it make your life easier than I'm gone? <clears throat> no. Yeah. No, it, especially not with kids. Yeah. If we didn't have kids and I was gone a lot. Then I'd just be doing whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little too much glee in your voice yeah. there. And then how many miles do you run every day? Mm, good question. Well, um, it ranges between three to six-ish when I'm not training for something. Right. But not every day. Maybe four times a week. Uh, Jen wants to know, how do you deal with having kids that are so darn adorable? Now, here's the thing. They're cute kids, but they're really, I mean, they're me. Yeah, they both of our kids. Well, oh, yeah, both so of our loud. kids have elements of you. It's not they good. are loud. Yeah, they're funny, but it gets they old, are just like me. Yeah. What wine do you uh, go to when Pete wines? <laughs> You're a Pinot drinker. I'm a Pinot drinker, so right. yeah, I'll go with Pinot. Uh, and this keep running girl, you look good. Oh, thank okay. you. Uh, Damien wants to know. Please rank the people you live with in the order of maturity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, well, you have to be the most mature of the three other people, but Thank you. I put myself at the top and yeah, then I you. Would say so. And then, then of the kids, I have no idea. Man. It depends on the day. Yeah, it really does. Uh, all right, next question actually is a really good question. Not that the other ones were bad. Uh, well, there's why she's still married to you. Huh. And then does, does my voice go through your head? If you're out shopping or you're going to make a purchase, I think I know the answer to this. Like, do, do, does, does Pete the planner get in your head? No. I, no. Right. I knew you were going to say that because, A, that's not how our relationship is. 
uh, B, like, you're frugal. Right, right. If anything, I'm more conservative than you with spending, so, yeah, your voice, your voice doesn't enter my head. Some of the Jones family emailed. Right. Uh, they want to know, can we hear her version of our love story of how we met? <laughs> the whole story? You, you should, you can tell the story, but, you know, take it easy. It's a family show. Well, we were freshmen at uh, Hanover College, right. beautiful Hanover College, yeah. Indiana. Sure. Um, you saw me, well, you had first seen me in we, what we like to call the lookbook, which I don't know if Hanover still does this, but... It's brilliant. It, well, it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. a book full of all the pictures of your future classmates, and if you're a freshman boy in college, it's like a catalog yeah, of ladies. Yeah, it's like a pre-yearbook sort of thing. It's... Amazing. Yeah. Anyway. So you saw me in there, <laughs> decided that you had seen me in the cafeteria a few times yeah. because it's Hanover and there's yeah. one cafeteria. Yeah. And uh, then you saw me walking back to my dorm and took off sprinting, probably as, as fast as you've ever gone. I don't know, although we should tell the, the story of you trying to, to run with me. I'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Anyway, you ran up to me, grabbed my hand, introduced yourself, uh, kept shaking my hand. When I said that I was from Noblesville, you said, you know. Well, that was a little creepy. That <laughs> it was, was a little creepy. creepy. But I do my research. Nicole, you know me well enough to know that like, I scout menus. I know research, right? Yes. When yeah. we, before we go somewhere for lunch, we scout the menu to decide if it's worthy of us going there. Yeah. Yeah. You had scouted the lookbook. Yeah. So we met. We then met a couple days later. We, we, we went. Well, I guess the next part. The next part too. is you had also scouted again um, where my first class was on the first day of class and strategically placed yourself on a bench outside that hall. And I walked by you and I thought, well, there's that guy I met the other night. And I, and I kept walking. And then I looked at my watch and I was a little bit early, which, which is, the first is surprising time ever. because. Pete the Planner's always early, and I am right on time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, and I looked at my watch, and I was early, and I thought, I'll go back and say hi to that guy. Boom. And the rest is history. Always planning. Always but planning. But I found out later, almost probably like two years later, that you had looked up my schedule and had placed yourself I'm resourceful. There. Yeah. Is that stalking? Yes. It is. Is it creepy? Yes. Did it work out? We'll see. It worked for you. <laughs> and then like a week into our relationship you're like hey we're going out for a run do you want to go and i was there for footballs for a handover for football but i wasn't in run a lot of mile shape when we run six miles six miles yeah and you and your roommate who was also a runner are asking these open-ended questions i was nearly dying i never run six miles we get back to the the room i was like i'm good i'll see you see you girls later i went back i threw up couldn't go to class for two days <laughs> i was so physically exhausted which also you didn't tell me about until about two or three years later that that happened. You are on a need-to-know to basis. <laughs> uh, another question here, and it's sort of a weird one, and I'm a little uh, worried as to why someone is asking this, is uh, how do you guys feel about life insurance? I don't know how to answer it other than to say uh, through the course of our relationship, we got married when we were 22 years old. We were babies. We were babies. We, were we babies. got married when we were 22. 
Um, I was sort of in the financial insurance business at the time. So early in a relationship, it just, it made sense to get life insurance. Although at 22, you do not I don't know. Did we it. get it right away yeah. at 22? We did. Look at you, planner. I know. It, it, and then it's just one of these things. It's like, you're 22. You're not thinking about dying, right? right. You're also thinking, uh, on a very practical standpoint, if something were to have happened to me a week after we got married, no offense to me, but... What do you care? You just go on with your life, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. That seems harsh. But. Well, I mean, we've all met me. It's not that great. But but in terms of your career was going, we hadn't created a lifestyle dependent on each other. I think that's the point, right? We didn't right. need both of our incomes to survive, per se. Right? At least not at the start. No. And, but then what happens is, over time, you create dependency on your total household income. So then if one of the in- incomes goes away, especially if you have children, the need for life insurance is great. Right now, uh, based on our situation, our scenario, as our lives exist now, I mean, life insurance is very important for for both of us, not just for me to have in the event that, or for you to have in the event that I pass away, but vice versa, right? Sure. Because of, of how my job is and where it takes me, like it just does that answer the question? And I can't imagine having it, not having it, and having children, and yeah. Okay, do you think that because of how of what I do or do, do you think you would always feel that way? Cuz you we we have friends that don't have right. the right amount of life insurance and they have kids. And I yell at them. I well, I probably understand it a bit more yeah. because I'm married to you. Um so I don't know how if I if I'd married somebody else would yeah. would I feel the same way, but I think based on our marriage and who I am, I think not having it and having kids would put a stress there that would be easy to take care of. Back when I was a financial advisor, I had eight clients under the age of 40 pass away. You know, mm-hmm. do you just remember those days? Yeah. It's like coming home and you're like, I can't believe so-and-so died. And, and every time they had varying amounts of life insurance. And I once, one specifically, a, a guy passed away and he left his wife and two kids and he left $250,000 of life insurance. Now, I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're listening to this, if that seems like a lot of money, a quarter million dollars, but when you have a, a, a significant other and two young kids and you die and you were a 50-50 breadwinner in the household, that's nothing. It, it, right. it pretty much did nothing. Uh, and, and that was tough. I, and I also remember a guy I went to talk to a life insurance with, and he was like, nah, I think I'm good, and we're doing the rest of his financial plan. Uh, two weeks later, he calls me. And he found it out. He was playing basketball, and he mm-hmm. got hit in the chest, and he thought he had a chest bruise. He went in, he had heart cancer. Found out two weeks later, and then ended up dying, like mm-hmm. you know, six months or so after that. So I, I think it's, I don't know how we got talking about life insurance other than the question. I think it's one of those conversations that's just inherently uncomfortable. Like this is not right. a comfortable conversation. Right. This got this got heavy. It real did. Fast. It, it did. But I, I guess I would say this. It, if we're talking about love and relationships of sort of why you're here, for I can just profess my love to you in front of everyone. Uh, that's what life insurance is. Like, if something happens to me, I don't want you to have to worry. I don't want you cussing me from beyond the grave, right? And, and we've seen situations like that. Yeah. Uh, I've also said, you know, we have friends um, that somehow life insurance are funny. You know, have your friends, your financial things come up when you're hanging out with your friends? I, I know two, if not three of our group friends, uh, a couple friends that I've convinced to get life insurance because of mm-hmm. a conversation like this. And I wasn't even selling it to them. I just like, what are you doing? I don't know. It's got heavy. Do you want Dead. a drink? No. Dead. No. All right. Coming up for the break. Not that you drink when things get difficult. 
No one. Okay, let's move on. Coming up after the break, uh, we're going to take another uh, listener email. That's what we'll do. On the Million Dollar Plan, Mrs. Planner uh, edition, I'm Pete the Planner. I'm uh, Peter Planner. Peter Dunn, my wife, my, my life partner, Mrs. Planner joins me. Sorry, I touched you there. It was her hand. Yeah, if don't you're cross not the watching line. on PeteThePlanner.tv, uh, we've been married for 17 years. We, we have started dating the first week of college at Hanover College. So sorry about that. <laughs> 21 years together. So uh, thank you for being on the show. It's our 200th episode of the podcast. So we're celebrating with my dream guest, uh, Abraham Lincoln, was not available, and, <laughs> nor Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, and so you're here. Uh, so uh, here's a, a question from an emailer. We've actually talked about this question on the show before, Nicole. You're going to remember this from the Paycheck to Paycheck episode, the anesthesiologist. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to put the okay. question. We haven't talked about it on the show other than just briefly, so I'm putting it to you, Sarah. Um, Pete, good morning. I read your article, Paycheck to Paycheck. I'm a well-educated, well-established uh, professional and the chair of an anesthesia department. Okay? He knocked people out. That's, what I mean. That's right. I'm sorry. I make more than a half million dollars a year. Still in my first marriage. I like that he includes still. still in my still. first marriage. You do not like when I describe you or introduce you as my first wife. Well, you yeah. think it's very funny. You've <laughs> loved that joke for years. It's a little funny. It's It, it can be funny at times. Yeah. But you love it. <laughs> uh, but I live paycheck to paycheck. Not me. This guy. Due to work and other commitments, I have difficulty managing and setting up data-driven goals. Who would you recommend as a paid advisor? So how does a person, because an advisor is not going to help this guy. This should be the takeaway. I should write about this now. That's the takeaway here. This guy is looking for a financial professional to stop his paycheck-to-paycheck lifestyle making a half million dollars a year. Thoughts? Do you have any thoughts? You might not have any thoughts, but curious. Well, I would say... He, it's obviously a, a, it's a spending issue because... Totally. It's not an earning issue. Right. So, but a financial advisor could, could help, but... You think so? Well, I think he's got to go do sort of the, the dirty work of figuring out what is, what, what are those spending issues that are, that are causing this problem. This makes me think of our discussion about me having someone help me with my fitness because... I know how to work out. I occasionally work out. Sometimes I tell myself I don't have time to work out. But you and I both know over the last 10 years, the way I get in shape is if I have someone leading the charge for me. Right. And a financial advisor could do that for him. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. 
I also I I think it's interesting that he doesn't he mentions his marriage in there, but doesn't mention his wife in the email. He says, "I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and not oh. we are living paycheck to paycheck." Nicole, did you pick up on that? No, but Mrs. Planner raises an well, excellent you know, former point. former English teacher here, so I like to look at words. Um, that is a really good point. So I'm wondering what that means within the the email. And the still in my first marriage, you put two and two together. Well, yeah, he used the word still, too. God, but if he's, I, he's right also. Now, he's cringing. cringing. He's also saying, though, he's not paying you know, any sort of child alimony, support or yeah. alimony or anything split, like that. Like his income right. or his assets got split in half. Here, here's my, my take on situations like this. We, we, we know a few people uh, in this uh, income range. When convenience becomes your go to, right? If you use convenience too much, this is what happens. Because mm -hmm. convenience is when you exchange money for time. And this guy has no time, according to him. And so what he's done is, in all aspects of his life, he's solved his time problem with money. Right? I don't have time to make dinner. I don't have time to teach my kid how to play the oboe. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just making things up. And so I don't have time to mow my grass. We don't have time to clean our house. And so when they do that, they exchange money. And at some point... You get your time back, but then you lose your money and you're almost in a worse situation. And I think this is exactly what happens here. Like if you go up to anybody, especially in the Midwest, and you say, I make a half million dollars. Or if you look in the mirror and you say to yourself, I make a half million dollars, you convince yourself you can afford anything. Right? Right. Is there anything? Because why would you have financial issues if you make that much money? People who don't make that much money would think that way anyway. Uh, yeah, it's think about you're going to buy a new car and you make a half million dollars a year. What's your budget? It's whatever you want. Right. Right. You go to buy a house. Well, what's your limit? Whatever. Doesn't matter. Right. So there's no constraints. And I think it's just sort of completely backfired uh, on this guy. So number. So I guess the advice would be this. If you make a lot of money and you live paycheck to paycheck and a lot of money is pretty subjective. Do you want to put a number on it? Well, half a million dollars is a lot of money okay. every year, but uh, would you go lower? This is where people start sending hate email, just so you sure. know. <laughs> so I'll say the number. Okay. Let's keep you pristine off the hate email. <laughs> um, I I'm going to say non-major city, okay? A lot of money is probably, as a household, 250 okay? Okay. Major city probably add a buck fifty to that. Okay. Major city is probably four hundred, in my opinion. Nicole, do you have a do you have an opinion on that? Nah, no, I think I'm going to stay neutral in between the two of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you agree with that or no? I would say so. Do you qualify Indy as a non-major city? Yeah, absolutely. When you're you're talking coast, top five cities. Okay. When you say L.A., San Diego. Well, I don't sure. even know it's top five, but uh, New York. Right. Boston. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, okay. So there you go. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back after the break. We'll do biggest waste of money of the week. Do you want to do like marathon edition? Can you think of something? I'll try. Did I tell you I was tasting scotch when you were running the marathon? You did. Well, I, I only figured that out after I finished and I saw your... It's uh, really smiling. Your your Twitter feed or your Instagram feed yeah. of all the things that yeah. you did while Someone I was did running. ask me a question via text, and I forgot to ask you, why don't you tweet more? 
at, at Mrs. Planer. At Mrs. Planer, yes. Uh, I don't know. I like to. I like to remain under the radar. The fact that you're doing this is remarkable yes. because you. I mean, let's just be honest. You hate this. Yeah. I don't know. I use Twitter for the news a lot. Yeah. I read a lot on Twitter, but uh, I don't tweet a lot. All right, coming up after the break, Boam, biggest waste of money of the week. Maybe the running edition. Maybe. We'll see. That's next and more Mrs. Planner right here in the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. This week's biggest waste of money of the week here on the Mrs. Planner edition of the Million Dollar Plan. If you're just joining us, first of all, where have you been? The show started a while ago. <laughs> 200th episode of the podcast, eighth year on the radio. And we're celebrating with my dream guest, the one and only, love of my life, Mrs. Planner. Hello. Hello. Does Mrs. Does the moniker Mrs. Planner bother you? It feels like I I take away your identity and I strap mine onto it. You so know what? I, you did a little bit. I'm used to it now. Yeah. But in the very beginning, you you came up with that name. Yeah, that's. A, I'm like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to mature. I feel like I'm getting better. You're getting better over the years. I mean, you're. I used you're to, aging now. What? That doesn't seem like a compliment. <laughs> You, I used to uh, take my humor too far with you, and you were the butt of my jokes in social circles. You did. And it was just like, it was like a teasing, but it always went too far. But I grew up a little bit, so I don't do that anymore. Yeah. But it's funny, like when we're with like a young couple and you see that happening, where, we, where were we? And we saw that happening, and I was like, oh, buddy, this is not going to end well for you. Do you remember where that I was? I don't remember was where recent. that was. I feel like it was recent, too. I was like, but yeah, oh, he's, yeah. He's in you trouble. used to do that. And- this, Not cool. All right, you've got the bomb, the running okay. version of the bomb this week. What's this week's biggest waste of money? Well, I'm going to say that having one of the big like GPS watches. Yeah, like it looks like this. Yeah, like you're wearing your iPhone on your wrist. Yeah. You don't really need that if you're going to be a, a runner. Some people like it. I don't want to like step all over them, but yeah, you, can't feel you know free. what? You feel need free. a watch of some kind, any kind. It works. It should if be it the can, cheapest sport yeah, in the world. If it, it is. Shoes, it, watch. Shoes, you need a watch. I need a sports bra. Maybe. Sometimes. Oh. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're not. Um, but, yeah, you, you don't need all the, the bells and whistles on your watch. Just a simple watch. If it keeps splits, it'll work. So I want to give another biggest waste of money of the week. It's the Montclair 10 Poldo dog apparel. Poldo is known for its high-end canine outfits. Montclair is known for its down jackets and other sportswear. Montclair uh, 10 Poldo Dog uh, Apparel is a result of a collaboration between the two, bridging or bringing, bridging, bringing Italian style uh, sensibilities to your pup's winter wardrobe. The collection includes a four-legged version of Montclair's signature nylon vest and jackets, as well as a knit sweater. 
dog jackets starting at three hundred and seventy dollars. That's an expensive dog jacket. We don't have a dog anymore. Oh, this just well, got dark. It got dark again. You gonna come back on the show? Do you think sometime? Maybe sometime. That was a no. That's a no. You know, I, I, did, I, I was thinking about what we were going to talk about this week on the show, and this is such a weird thing to bring up. It's financially related. But I always find it, 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 it reminds me of the beginning of our marriage. When we first got married, you started putting $50 a month into a mutual fund. Remember yes. this, right? Yes. All right. It was, it was a, I think it's a Calamos growth and uh, income, or just the growth right. fund or something like that. What's it worth now? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I don't care. $17,000. Something? Like $50 yeah. a month. And now it's worth $17,000. And I think sometimes when people don't think they can save or what's, what's the point, we don't miss $50 a month. And we haven't right. missed it. Maybe it was a little harder when we were 22, but I don't know if we, we missed it right. then, but now it's worth $17,000. Sort of a, yeah. I don't know. I could do the math on it and figure out the rate of return. I should probably do that. You should. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> it's though. right up your alley. <laughs> I'd rather stick on the anecdotes. So anyway, thank you for being the guest on the show. Um, as we do for some guests on our show, um, you get to go to dinner with me. Yay! That seems like sexual harassment. <laughs> that felt very Weinstein-ish. I'm very sorry. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. I owe you big time for everything. Okay, that's it for this week's show. If you want to uh, be on the show, the podcast in which we help one person's financial life a week, go to PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast, uh, read my column in USA Today, and watch PeteThePlanner.tv. is the only way you'll see my interview with Mrs. Planner. That's it. Thanks again. Sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that I have in the budget. This is The Million Dollar Plan, and I'm Pete the Planner. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me E.T. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I grade you love trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn. and beats I burn, I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, this and beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? 
Eines der Tag aus Sacred.